Hello, and welcome to Midnight Mon Pod, the Monster Apocalypse podcast after hours. My name is Garrett, and I'm your host on this trip into the miniatures game, Monster Apocalypse. Tonight, I have for you the fourth installment in the Shadow Sun Syndicate faction focused series. This time, we're going over the third monster from the faction, Zor Magna. Zor Magna is the currently only female presenting Zor, who, in contrast to the first two monsters out of the faction, has a focus on blast attacks from the outset. I'm going to go through and read her official lore blurb here. Zor Magna gracefully wields bladed chakram, stepping through the carnage of the battlefield in an intricate but deadly dance. Unlike her fellow Zors, she has mastered the art of dealing death from a distance, unleashing from her chakram powerful energy blasts. And once she finds a target, she can unleash a constant barrage of merciless attacks. But make no mistake, though her dance is beautiful, she carries within her the iron will of all shinobi. Zor Magna is an offensive monster that can be added to any protector's force. She dances across the broken cityscape, a death blossom in her wake. Energy erupts from her chakram, flying across the city, penetrating defenses with ease. When she goes hyper, she displays her dazzling combat mastery through her inscrutable, focused will. So Magna is far enough into the production cycle of the game that the lore blurbs actually start to call out some of the rules that exist on the cards. So with that, I'm going to hop straight on into Magna's alpha form rules. Zor Magna is a 7-speed high-mobility monster with defense 8 compared to the defense 9 of all the other Zors in alpha. She has 10 health, 5 in alpha, 10 down through 6. Her special rules are Focused Will. Once per turn, if this model is hit by an attack, you can push one action die from your unit pool to your monster pool. And Tactical Command. While this model is in play, allied faction units' blast attacks gain the hit-and-run special rule. Going over Magna's attack profile here, her brawl attack has a six-action die cap with three boost die, and the Power Drain trigger. If this attack hits an enemy monster, the monster's controller loses one power die. Magna has a range 5 blast attack, with 7 action die cap, 3 boost, and the Penetrator rule. When resolving this attack, the target model suffers minus 1 defense, to a minimum of 1. Magna's power stat has a 6 action die cap, three boost dice, and the hit-and-run trigger. If this model hits a target model with this attack, immediately after the attack is resolved, advance this model up to three spaces, even if this model has already advanced this turn. So let's talk for a moment about Alpha Form Zor Magna. Focused Will, despite being the first rule on the card here, is largely a fluff point. There will be maybe... Maybe one game in 20 games where that single focus will die is absolutely clutch. But often enough, it's just one die out of place. If you're playing, I use all 10 of my dice at once. Tactical Command is a fun rule. 
it enables the C-type shinobis and sunfighters in the faction to perform a blast and then move. Mostly this will come up with the elite C-type shinobis that can be brought out at a discount using the interceptor and have a solid blast and then also move around after making said blast. Looking at her attack profiles, Power Drain on Brawl is a rule I hadn't realized Zor Magna had, because more often than not, if you're just performing a Brawl attack against an enemy monster, something has probably gone wrong somewhere. Particularly when you have a Blast attack with the same amount of boost and the Penetrator rule that allows you to hit one defense lower than you actually roll, and lets you do it at range 5. The power drain baffles me just as tad. I've literally never seen it trigger. Range 5, 3 boost with Penetrator is a really solid blast attack. Yeah, Having a range 5 blast allows a monster to be fairly disruptive early game, because they can stand a fair distance away and still lob shots into the enemy's backline. Hit and run is a really fun rule. You make your attack, you hit, and then you gain three spaces of movement for free to help you get somewhere safer or potentially more aggressive. Hit and run on power is doubly so interesting because it requires hitting a target model, which means that rampages and stomps will not trigger it because those just make the attack and then check the potentially affected models. But Body slams, throws, rams all have a target model. And swats have a very interesting interaction here in that you make that first attack of attacking the first unit, you hit it, and then the hit and run triggers. You move three. And then you make the second half of the swat, which is a second swat attack. The swat is two attacks using the same dice pool. So you make the first attack, you move three, and then you make the second attack. The range is still from the first model that was attacked, but you move three, and then roll the second attack, and then move three again if you hit that second attack. Hit and run power and the penetrator blast are Alpha Zor Magna's bread and butter. The range five blast with the penetrator allows her to either clear screens out at a distance for her partner, or else put clutch point damage into enemy monsters. Hit and run on power means that she, as the monster actually initiating power attacks, gets to get out of the way, or get back towards safety, and not leave herself hanging out in the open too much. Playing Alpha Zor Magna heavily into units is, I think, a bit of a list-building trap because it only affects allied factions' blast attacks, which means that in any given attack, tactical command is only going to affect one unit, and blast attacks tend to be best when combined. If you can get that attack from the elite C-type into a unit and then have that hit-and-run trigger, that's an excellent bonus, but I don't believe it should be your primary focus with Zormagna. 
Moving on to check out Magna's Hyperform here. In Hyperform, Magna retains her speed 7 high mobility, goes up to defense 9. She has 5 health, 5 on down through. Her special rules have changed. She has lost tactical command ability, and in its place as a unit buff, she has gained Death Blossom. Death Blossom says while this model is in play, allied faction units' blast attacks gain Penetrator. She retains Focused Will and has gained Rapid Fire. This model can make a blast attack in addition to any other attack it makes during each of your monster activations. Her Brawl attack has gone up to a 7 action die cap with 4 boost and has switched out Power Drain for the Siphon trigger. If this attack hits an enemy monster, you gain one power die. That monster's controller loses one power die, adding your own power generation to what Power Drain already did. Her Hyper Blast retains range 5 and has gone up to an 8 action die cap with 5 boost dice and retains the Penetrator rule. Her Hyper Power stat has lost the hit-and-run trigger, is now just a straight power stat of 8 action die cap and 5 boost. Hyperform Zormagna is playing very standard 1v1 monster apocalypse. Death Blossom is an interesting unit boost, but again, it only boosts one unit at a time. Giving those C-types an extra punch when they are leading the attack is solid, but limited, because Penetrator only applies once per attack. You can't stack this into a devastating combined attack the way you can some unit buffs. Rapid Fire is what really makes this monster shine here. Magna's Hyper Blast is one of the best blast stats in the game. An 8-5 with Penetrator. At range 5 means she can shoot nearly anything for the minimum possible investment. Most units will fall to a 5 boost attack that is ignoring their cover save at the very least. A minimum investment from this gun, even against a defense 4 model, is still over 75% odds. You're targeting anything less than a defense for in cover. You're looking at 90% odds with minimum investment to kill it with just a single action die. That means that there's basically no screen in the game as far as unit screens that is safe against Hyperzor Magna. For the minimum possible investment, she will kill any given screen and be able to step in and throw that 5 boost powered attack against your monster. The only thing keeping her in check is the fact that she only has 5 health in this form. The Siphon Brawl is an interesting tech piece, but with how powerful that blast is and how likely she is to just use that blast twice compared to blast and brawl. I don't see that brawl coming up until sometime in the future 
when Magna ends up in a dynamic update and Rapid Fire gets switched for Swift Strike. In that event, I could see it actually mattering, but not until then. It feels weird to say Siphon, which is a strong trigger, is a fluff rule, but in Magna's kit, it certainly feels like it to me. This blast is straight bonkers, and honestly, I, I'm kind of thinking, I don't think any other monster really has one quite that devastating. Yeah, actually looking through it real quick, it looks like 8-5 Penetrator is the, at the very least, the strongest blast attack in the agenda. The only other one I see that gets close to that is a 6-5 Penetrator on Florina, and that is literally her entire kit. She'll be a conversation another day. Yeah, uh, the Siphon just baffles me, largely because I've never seen anyone punch with Magna. It's not her shtick. Her entire thing is she's the ranged member of the Syndicate, so giving her things to do off of her gimmick just kind of dilutes what she wants to be doing. Magna exists in that realm where she's good, but there are other things in the agenda that do largely the same kind of thing without some of the drawbacks that Magna has. Magna has these special rules on her brawl attack, but is never trying to use that brawl attack. She has these special rules on the left side of her card that apply once per turn, or once per attack. Whereas there are some monsters with rapid fire and hyper, and unit buffs that affect every one of their faction units at the same time, instead of a single one per attack. I'd love to play more Magna, but right now, that's she, she just kind of competes for a space that I've already filled with a couple other monsters. Definitely worth checking out, definitely worth playing. I've played some with her, but uh, yeah, like I really want to be positive because I like the model and like her kit's there. Her hyper is again the strongest blast in the agenda, if not in the entire game on her hyper gun. But it's just gonna take a little while before I actually get around to playing her on a regular basis. Definitely try her out because like a lot of the other Zors, she's playing straightforward Monster Apocalypse. She, her, her gimmick is strictly, if you hit her, she has an action die available at least to try to clap back on you with. And there's going to be times where that is relevant. It might not be immediately obvious when that's going to occur, but be ready for it because... Magnus got some game. A lot more game than anybody gives her credit for because she just kind of got overshadowed by being released alongside Mecha Maxim. I think that's where I'm going to cut this episode. This has, again, been the fourth installment in the Shadow Sun Faction and Focus series. One more left to go, so we'll be going over Zor Voltis in the next episode. Until then... This has been Midnight Mon Pod, the Monster Apocalypse podcast after hours. I'm Garrett. Thanks for stopping by, folks. Catch you around.
Midnight Monpod is part of the Line of Sight Network. LOSWarmachine.com slash Midnight Dash Monpod.